This uh, passage is simultaneously uh, one of the most comforting passages in all of Scripture. It's um, actually the prayer book in the 1928 version has this section in morning prayer called the Comfortable Words. And there are passages of Scripture to read in the morning to, to comfort, to remind us who we are. And this is one of the passages that the prayer book gives us. It's also one of the most scathing rebukes towards the religious system that Jesus gives. And so we'll see uh, the history of that and why that's true. I was thinking, as we were singing that song, I found it all in you. Um, That came out kind of right as the pandemic started. And um, it was just kind of a, a horrible time. But we would meet at the amphitheater, we'd meet online, and we just kind of carried that song around as a community. You remember you saying it most of the time. <laughs> um, and it was so sweet because uh, something that happened in our community during those years is that um, there was this increase to want to follow, to respond to the Spirit, not to really you know, perceive the way forward or know what's coming, but simply to follow. And it's funny because at that same season during the lockdown and the pandemic and we were trying to just do what was asked um, for us or what was asked of us, that's the right preposition. I got some letters and people told me, you're just such a sheep. I think it was because we were wearing masks in service, which was actually a mandate. It was kind of like law, health law. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> um, and then we were, I was called several times. I'm sure some of you were to sheeple. Have you ever heard that? Sheeple. Just following what the powers that be say, clueless, brain dead, just following around. And I heard that a lot, that I'm a sheep. I heard it from some members of my family. I heard it from some friends back home. And um, there's something about being called a sheep that's not entirely uh, encouraging. (laughs) You know, it's like there's some other animals like a fox. I mean, like if I was, I don't know what I would think about that if someone called me a fox, actually. But, you know, like... There's other animals you'd want to be, like a golden retriever. I think we all want to be that. Um, a cougar. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> um, but there's something about <laughs> there's something about a sheep that that it just isn't. <laughs> they're just these animals that that we know have this high instinct to to follow. And to, um, and to do what the other ones are doing, sometimes to their peril. And um, they're not all that smart, but they have a high emotional IQ because they want to be together. And um, so when, when Jesus says this, you know, it's not flattering to hear. And especially the religious leaders who questioned him again, you know, what do you mean by this? Like, we're not sheep. <laughs> You know, we're cunning and we're wise. Uh, actually, the scripture in the 
story of the people of God through prophets and through the Psalms refer to us as sheep. We read the Psalm of David. You lead me to pastures. I'm a sheep. I want to read you um, from Ezekiel. It's the prophet Ezekiel and the story of the people of God. So people would have had this story in their minds or their hearts when Jesus is talking. And it's a rebuke to the religious leaders. It says, Then this message came to me from the Lord, Son of Man, prophesy against the shepherds, the leaders of Israel. Give them this message from the Sovereign Lord. What sorrow awaits you shepherds who feed yourselves instead of your flocks? Shouldn't shepherds feed their sheep? You drink the milk, you wear the wool, and butcher the best animals, but you let your flocks starve. You've not taken care of the weak. You've not tended the sick, bound up the injured. You've not gone looking for those who've wandered away and are lost. Instead, you have ruled them with harshness and cruelty. So my sheep have been scattered without a shepherd. They're easy prey for wild animals. They've wandered through all the mountains and all the hills across the face of the earth. Yet no one has gone to search for them. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you shepherds. As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, you abandoned my flock and left them to be attacked by every wild animal. And though you were my shepherds, you did not search for my sheep when they were lost. You took care of yourselves. and You left the sheep to starve. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I now consider these shepherds my enemies. I will hold them responsible for what has happened to my flock. I will take away their right to feed the flock, and I will stop them from feeding themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths. The sheep will no longer be their prey. I myself, I myself will search, and I will find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I'll find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered during that dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home. Isn't that good? The heart of God revealed as a shepherd. The heart of God against those who would lead the people of God, humanity, astray, who would lie, who would manipulate who would misrepresent God to people, who dressed as a sheep to go kill the best of the sheep and eat them. There's really not a more harsh picture of bad leadership than that. So Jesus comes on the scene through the incarnation. He's walking around and he's loving, he's healing, he's finding lost sheep. I'm still thinking about Mary Magdalene and the relationship that he had with her and how he healed her. She was at the tomb. She was the first to proclaim the gospel. She was a lost sheep that was found, as was every disciple, as was every person that was brought into the community of the people of God. 
we see that reflected in the life of Jesus, right? And God says, I will myself, enough with religious institutions and leaders and bad shepherds, I will go find every person who you have lost. That's the heart of God, the shepherd. So it's not some random side stage. When Jesus speaks into those religious systems and he says, you've led people astray. You've misrepresented God, creator, lover, restorer. You've misrepresented him to people. So I'm doing the work of the shepherd among you. That's the kingdom of God. You see it? The shepherd who goes after the sheep, who finds the sheep, who recovers the sheep. Peter. Peter is, I love, he's incredible. He's this kind of disaster who um, kind of, you know, kind of begrudgingly follows then kind of fights with what Jesus is doing, tries to keep Jesus from being hurt. I mean, he struggles with the gospel lived out right in front of him his whole journey with Jesus, and then he's filled with the Holy Spirit, and he starts talking about us, and he wrote that letter to the church. We are like sheep who've gone astray, but we've been found by the shepherd. He knows what it's like to be found, to be sought after, to be brought home. And that's our story. Those are the comfortable words. That's what we remind ourselves of. Every morning, the sun rises. I'm a sheep in the hands and in the pasture of my creator, my redeemer, my finder, shepherd. Problem is that we have all these other messages coming at us, as did the people of God in the rebuke of the false shepherds, bad shepherds. Jesus says, all who have come before me misrepresented God, but I'm here. I'm here now. I'm with you. It's going to be okay. But we still, still have those in power in religious systems and institutions that are misrepresenting God. Jesus said he was the shepherd. There's um, a time that <laughs> the bloom was going through a rough patch. And I was talking to uh, this man in the Episcopal Church called the Canon to the Ordinary. Isn't that fancy? I thought it was fancy. <laughs> I was talking to the Canon to the Ordinary, and he was a, he had been a, a Marine chaplain. So he had been traveling with, you know, back at the, I, think, I believe it was the Korean War, that he was, he was on the ground um, giving final rites and just, you know, on the top of Humvee hoods, he would give the Eucharist to the troops. It was an incredible story, his life. And he said, yeah, it's hard because Bloom's going through a hard time and you're their shepherd. And I said, yeah, yeah, it is hard. And he smiles and he goes, no, you're not. You're not the shepherd. You are the little dog that nips at the heels of the sheep to remind them the shepherd is here, and the shepherd is leading them. You know, I came back and I told Seth that 
course. And we've never forgotten it. We still, it's the best picture of pastoring that I've ever seen. We're not shepherds. There's one shepherd. We're the little dog, nips at the heels of the sheep. All of us are. It says, remember the shepherd. So Jesus is the shepherd, still. And when you're in this, when you're sheep, so let's, be, let's own that today. We are sheep. We're sheeple. Sheeple start to follow the shepherd and they start to look different. Their own identity, their independence, their freedom, their rights start to diminish under the urge and the leading to follow the shepherd. And they start looking really strange, like in that account from Acts this morning in the early church. They sold everything they had. They just sold every, all their individual possessions. They sold them and they threw them in a pot. And there was not one among them that had any need. That's what a community of sheep looks like. Because it's not about individual gain and wealth and independence, autonomy. It's about following, responding, right? That's what we saw created with all these sheep in the early church who were filled with the Holy Spirit. Scripture says that everyone was in awe. Extra-biblical accounts say the same thing. Everyone was in awe of what was happening. People were being healed physically. They were being set free. They were being loved. They were being supported. Old systems were diminishing under the new law of the shepherd and the work of the sheep. It's incredible. But Jesus also says this. He switches it. And I don't usually talk about John Calvin, but I love what John Calvin said about this. Um, you know, his words have been twisted too, by the way. But he said, let us stop fighting about who is who in this story and just be content to be a sheep. Isn't that good? Because Jesus does this bizarre thing. He switched, he's, he's the shepherd, he's the shepherd. Then all of a sudden he says, he says he's something else. Did you catch it? The gate. Did you catch it? They said, we don't know what you mean. And then he starts, he's questioned by the leaders. And then he says, I'm the gate. See, like back in the day, they would have the sheep fold and they would bring all the sheep into this pen at night and they'd, they'd set a watchman at the gate. And the watchman made sure that the only people that entered this, this gate, through this gate, were true shepherds of the sheep. And they would call the sheep by name it actually happens that, like, in the East still, like, people still, the shepherds still name the sheep, and the sheep respond to their name. And so the watchman would make sure that only the shepherd entered through the sheepfold. And so Jesus is saying, I'm the shepherd, but I'm also that gate at the sheepfold. And no one enters except through me, and I... I'll just read it, what he says. <laughs> I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. 
Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. See, we spend a lot of time in the U.S. church, in our current day, trying to be the gate. We waste precious time and energy trying to set ourselves as the gate. And that is not our job. We don't get to decide who's in. We don't get to decide who has to leave. It's just not in our job description as sheep. Are you with me? There are people starving. There's people lost and alone hopeless because the kingdom of God has not reached them, has not drawn them in. I think mainly because the U.S. church is so preoccupied with being the gate. We've thrown all this energy and money and classes and doctrine, and it's all false, (laughs) into deciding who's in and who's out. We're not the gate. Are you with me on this? We are neglecting the work of the kingdom of God because we're doing the wrong role. Our job, what are we? Sheep. If another sheep comes in through the gate, which is Christ, led by the shepherd, which is Christ also, then we're just happy. Oh, good, another sheep. (laughs) Well, this one's weird. This one's poor. This one's different colors. This one's like, it doesn't matter. Because if, someone, if a sheep comes in through the gate, then that's fine with us, right? Our only response is, nah. <laughs> Another sheep, yay. Let's get on to the work of following the shepherd, of doing whatever Jesus says to do in this world, of being sheep who restore and heal and bring in. Right? And sometimes Jesus goes out to places that we don't want to go to find lost sheep, and he brings them back. And what's the response of the church? Yay, yeah, back. (laughs) Good, good. Every sheep that comes through the gate is welcome. We're not the gate. And I know I'm like harping on this, but it's been on my heart and mind. As, we've, as I've read this story, there's so much energy spent on being the gate. Why aren't we spending our energy and our time and our emotion and our doctrines and our classes and our whatever, our lobbying power, on following Christ, not trying to figure out who's in or out? That sounds more like the role of the false shepherds in Ezekiel, Right? you follow, that's what brings the kingdom of God here. You just follow. Seminary, seminary that I went to, when you walked in, I forgot the exact terminology. I think it was either equipping or creating leaders. I just came to resent that. 
Because the church is so occupied, preoccupied with creating leaders. We forgot how to create followers who walk in humility, who are graceful, who risk it all to follow Christ, right? We don't need more leaders. I heard that all the time. We need better leaders in the church. No, we don't. We have the leader, Spirit of God, Christ. I don't want to equip another leader. We should follow. There's a church out in my neighborhood. I don't know anything about this church, so called Church on the Rock. It's been there forever. I think it's wildly charismatic, so I'll visit one day. But it's fascinating because they're they're working with a nonprofit in Denver to build the largest kind of community of, of affordable housing that we've seen. They have like 10 acres to give. It's going to be like 80-something units. housing, And some of them are housing people right off the streets. I think there's like 15 are going to house people right off the streets. Do you know what the most vilest, most vile space in our society is right now? Next door. Have you ever been on this thing? Man. <laughs> there, yeah. So, so on next door, there's a bunch of people saying, I can't believe this is going to happen. We need a lobby. We need to get this out of there. Da, 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 da. I'm sure some of these people are Christian. And, and then other people jump in and they're like, run, the homeless are coming. The homeless are coming. And the, it's this big, there's nothing like an angry, entitled white person, you know? And, uh, and there's all this, you know, we, this is going to drive our home values down. And, and in the secular sense, I know this neighborhood is not a church, it's people become, thinking they're the gate. Like we're so wired to think that we're the gate, right? And they interviewed this church, the Colorado Sun interviewed this church, and they said, what do you think you're doing? And you're causing quite a disruption. And they just gave the simple answer. They said, well, we follow Christ, and we're the kingdom of God on the earth, and we have this land, and there's people in need. It wasn't even a question for us. It, it wasn't a question. We don't care who it's going to be. I mean, now I'm paraphrasing, but like adding... They didn't care who it made mad. It's just, we have this land. They started looking like the early church, a bunch of sheep following the shepherd, not knowing the way, not playing the gate, not playing the shepherd, but just following. We had this land, and there's people in need. That's the end of the story. That was the most beautiful, and I needed to hear it, displays pictures of the church that I've seen in a long time. We're following Christ. I don't know. Maybe it's going to cause a mess. I, it's not up to us. We're just following Christ. We're just being sheep. Right? Let that be said of us. Following Christ, the shepherd. We love when he goes and finds lost sheep. We love when those are added 
to our number, and we see others come through the gate. Right? Such a beautiful story. Such an incredible picture of resurrected life. So what do you do this week? What are we going to do? Yeah, we're going to be sheep. You don't need to know the answer. You don't need to know how it works out. You don't need to be in control. You don't need to be a good leader. You don't need to have a good plan. Whatever, just follow Christ. As Peter says, through the power of the Holy Spirit, obey. Amen? Can we stand?